0: Esta
1: the name of the most high. Okay. Enough goofing around in that studio. Enough horsing around. All right. We're going to need sleep. Wow. Greetings. Well, here we are. Um, I'm just uh, here to really explain why they fail. Um, It's really the reptilian mind versus the human, you know, the beautiful god mind that people can have through being human and through having a soul the reptilian is you know know, speaking about abominations is an abomination in a sense you know i mean it's it's an abomination in the sense that um that everything they do everything they think of i mean for example military uniforms rote command and control control uh, brute force, bludgeoning people, forcing them to do what they—you know—part of the part of the feeding of the reptilian is to force their will on others. You know. Okay, Trish. Now, I got Ben's a couple of these balls. Like I got him a couple of Nerf dog footballs in honor of football season, <laughs> and um, which is another mindless joke of an activity. But uh, he's going to squeak this thing because he feels he's got some edge now. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to do something about this because this just happened. It just happened. Okay, so I'm going to go silent now. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take this away. Trish is out there. He won't let me have it. Okay. Uh, this is, he, he's got a new angle now. as He feels he can squeak that and so yeah it's a cool ball it's a nerf ball you know the nerf but it's rubber it's a hard rubber so you can't really chew it up i've got another nerf ball made of foam. He almost tore through it that's the that's a tennis ball type of thing that squeaks too though okay let me um, clear out so here's the the word today just the reason that they can't succeed is because when you use brute force, like the U.S. military, you know, has for many, many years used rather than, you know, it, it just an annihilation through brute force. Because it works if you want to annihilate people. But if you want to change minds and hearts and get them to be with you, then you don't do the COVID lockdowns the way they did. You don't do, that's extremely reptilian, Right. You don't do the uh, the the thing they're doing with the chemtrails, and the, you know, re-terraforming and trying to force it into their own, you know, little playground, and and then using people as uh, playthings to possess, so they feel they can have some kind of life when they don't have life, and they they need to accept that they don't have a life here. Um, they are underground. Uh, the 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 uh, unfortunately the elites, you know. The, the, Get out of here now. Okay, this is going to turn into a, a short session. Um, unless something is done. I'm sorry that it's turned into, you know, uh, it's going to have to be me in the studio, you know, with a locked door. And that's, that's where this is going. I've, I've tried. You know, well, you know, right now he's very exuberant and he's chasing the coyotes around. He's doing a great job, you know. And he's my you know, number one companion, and he's always with me. But when I'm, you know, when I was on an interview yesterday, he was all over that interview. He was all over that. He just doesn't want to share me, it's because I've just been so close to him for so long. You know what I mean? Like anything, he gets jealous, <laughs> especially talking. But now, so this bludgeoning brute force thing does not really work on human. I mean, if human thinks human can get a uh you know get something like if a humans worshiping power or money the worship of power by the way is the worship of money the worship of money is the worship of power the 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 um uh, you know the worship of computers uh, or objects or cars or watches or whatever it is is the worship of money is is the root of all evil right and the um you know the the uh, the the the, uh, the vanity is the root of all evil vanity is the worship of money every single thing that you can think of jealousy is the worship of money envy is the worship of money uh, adultery is the worship of money right it's 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 the self-aggrandizement it's the feeding of the flesh which also goes to the love of money the love of flesh is the love of money the root of all evil so the love of anything And the desire for anything other than God becomes the root of all evil. All things are the root of all evil that are not of God. Or I I might even say God first. So the reptilian feels like, you know, is ignorant of God and believes that God is a, um, you know, is there but is benign or just a creative force that is not conscious like they are. They're unaware that, in fact, it's, it's amazing how unaware the reptilians really are, you know, they may be advanced and, you know, a billion years advance in technology or whatever, you know, and all that stuff, but still they are, um, you know, to the Lord, they're an abomination, whereas the human has various subtleties and, 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 and various, um, you know, aspects, wonderful aspects that are like, you know, layers and degrees of understanding and shades of, of color and beauty and knowledge. And, 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 the, and the knowledge and it has the capability of knowing all things. The reptilian does not have the capability of knowing all things. The intelligence of the human is not in the brain, necessarily. The brain is there inadequate for the human's use. The intelligence of the human is really in the heart. It's really located in the solar plexus area. And that's where the knowing occurs. And that's where the intelligence occurs. And the consciousness is linked up with all the other humans and all the other, you know, everything in God's creation so that a human doesn't have to carry a big head. The big head is a sign of retardation. The big head is a sign of unintelligence. The big head is the sign of, you know, it's like an Esau sign. I don't need God. I got all the intelligence I need. Look, I got a big head right and still they can't fathom what's going on they don't understand they can't get to the third heaven they can't get to the the portal leads to nowhere all the portals go nowhere nothing goes anywhere and and back and forth along the timeline is nowhere it's nothing the mandela effect is somewhere i mean you get glimpses, you get helicopters on hieroglyphs is somewhere. Jet planes on hieroglyphs is, is something it's showing a, 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 you know, portals through time and space and, you know, mastering of this time and space continuum, which is like mastering, um, you know, checkers compared to chess. It's not really, you know, it's not really something to be proud of it's really the other thing is that the simulation of all this changes continuously and changes depending on who's observing it and so there's never any sure science there's never any sure thing there's never any sure people there's never anything that's everything is is solipsistic meaning it's all about you the individual it's all about me the individual so i project the world and all the people in it, and everything in it, that I perceive is there. And I can take in all the different uh, multiplicity of objects and things and people and nations and moons and stars, and I can take it all in. But it's still my projection, and therefore it's corrupted by my own projection in the sense that when I say it's someone else perceiving me, As I perceive them, that's the corruption. That's the falsehood. That's the mistake. And that's why God says, you know, the kingdom is within. Because my observing without simply means I am projecting the universe. And so all of us are kind of, you know, wired together to project the universe. So we're projecting the universe. Without us, there's no projected universe. I guess everything would be a wasteland. So the Draco, you know, is basically there, uh, you know, en- enslaving human, cloning human, doing all these things they can do. But the war is really with God, you know, for the reptilian. The war, the, the real war, the, 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 you know, the militaristic, you know, uh, the, the use of uh, fuels, you know, nuclear bombs is all reptilian. The reptilian mind is—it's this rote brute force of bludgeoning people and lock them down and slaving them with complete lack of any kind of intellectual prowess, any kind of um, you know nuance subtlety. You know would never a reptilian would never know anything about beauty unless somebody explained it to them or said, "Oh, this is beautiful." Oh, okay, I'll go buy that for my mansion. right they'd have to have a consultant to have beautiful things to sort of imitate the humans who know such things who can know beauty and subtlety and nuance and epiphany and you know depth height width and all kinds of things the human just can't play god The reptilian doesn't understand God, so the reptilian feels like, well, they're strong and they can, you know, they have powers, and so they must be the rulers of the universe. They're stronger than human, so they must be the rulers. Humans are duped into feeding them the children, which they eat. And I've always known this. I've always known that, say, under L.A., there were, you know, definitely... Uh, you know, creatures under there, worlds under there. That, that uh, you know, these cults and covens, you know, that are really in the know, are you know, they, they say, well, where'd those kids go? Well, they're being fed to the lizards, basically. That's a lot of them. And then you know, but but they do the ch- yes, they, you know, the really hardcore ones are cannibals. You know that. And you know, the the government wants to feed us to the to to the cannibals. Someone said the other day, well, if the donors were cannibals, the government would feed, you know, the, 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 the Democrats would feed us to the, uh, to the donors. But, you know, some of the donors are cannibals. See that, I mean, that's the thing. Nobody thinks that would even be remotely true. No one thinks anything I said about the Draco and underground and all that stuff is the stuff of, you know, modern myth. You know, it's, it's urban legend. Um, no, it's all true. It's all literally, in fact, it's true and it's, it's way more, it's even 10 million times more horrifying than I'm even explaining. You know, humans used as, you know, the, the planet used as one big experiment. And these people that serve them, you know, the Larry Finks of the world that serve the reptilian agenda are basically wanting to, you know, get rid of biological life on Earth, car, all carbon life. And so we know that trees provide oxygen and provide uh, you know, all kinds of, of benefits to humans, so they want to get rid of the trees. Gates wants to bulldoze 70 million acres worth because he is so much of an asshole, so much of an anti-human, so anti-Christ at this point, that he is not to be considered human. And... If it were me, it would just be a rest on site. You know what I mean? These people need to be kind of lined up, put in a, put in a spaceship and set out as far as they can be sent away from any kind of human or earth or anything like that again. They need to be separated from this society, all these people. And they need to be separated for good. I mean, there's no, 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 re, there's no getting off for good behavior. That's it, there is no rehabilitation, they're gone. They're not human anymore. Whatever made them human, they became reptilian. So, what did they become? They became what we might even call feral. And there are feral humans, uh, you know, at, you know, out in the woods somewhere, and they're, you know, they're, you know, <laughs> eating, you know, they people become cannibals and they become feral, you know. And so, all of this gets covered up by the military-industrial complex. And they say, well, where's the proof of, you know, I mean there's a little satanic panic of the eighties, you know, where's the proof? The proof is all the people that had proof are dead. And then you put up people like Oprah to debunk it. And Oprah doesn't debunk it. Nobody ever debunked it. It was never debunked. And people that say it is are absolute fools and a blight on humanity and should and should have their crayons taken away. They're just babies. They're, they have no Capability of, of, of adding two and two. no capability of observing anything. they're just taking up space and they're, so to God, there are useless eaters too. People that when you put it right in their face, they say Satanic panic, proving they're liars, reprobates and a blight on humanity, proving they're the enemy of all that you see. They're Antichrist. Antichrist simply means the enemy of humanity. Christ is life. Antichrist is death or death cult, anti-life. It's it's really so you, so you want to if you want to maximize your joy, maximize Christ and minimize the antichrist uh, within you, within your person, within your lifestyle. And then eventually you grow you have taste for things that live. Okay, that's it. Get out of here. Get out of here.. Go, ahead. Na, 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 na. Go outside, Ben. <laughs> more bo- Anyway, so that was a pretty good you know, I guess we'll have to deal in sound bites today. But I mean, so it's becoming so simple as everything is being revealed. And I'm so glad to be alive at this time since everything that I've said I've been vindicated for. All the things I said. But but in, 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 in including the, the the documentary you just did, which I guess we couldn't have done it any earlier because it wouldn't have been accepted. It, it, and it's dividing. There are people that say there's no such thing. And, and then so that I would tell them, well, oh, believe what you want. But here's one thing. You know, I was traumatized whether I was mentally ill or not. <laughs> whether i made whether i was lying or not i was traumatized and that brought me into being a writer so that was the point of the of the whole story it wasn't the point wasn't to reveal what you know powerful elite people do in life the whole point was to reveal that through trauma there's life after trauma through the arts that's all but now they just can't leave it there can they it's like it's like they're so used to covering up the truth for their masters that they just, it's like a dog whistle. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, no, it doesn't exist. It's just like a rote, reflexive thing. Oh, no, it doesn't exist. Oh, no, no, such thing Bin bindi Oh, no, the world's not like that. <laughs> I remember on the set of Society, you know, now going on, what, 40 years old? On You know, on the set, I remember that, you know, this woman that was in the, the shunting scene, Comes up to me, this old woman that was like featured in as an old woman in the shunting scene, in the orgiastic shunting thing, comes up to me and goes, Oh, it's not like that. Society isn't that bad. I'm like, It's way worse than what's being depicted here, lady to the point where they just reflexively put people in mental hospitals and put them in jails and separate everyone they can, and then, and then they, they can't have anything of the truth. They can't have it and kill them. We must kill them to preserve our society. Parents are expected to kill their children. Oh, it's arranged as an accident, of course. No one, will, no one cares. No, no police will ever investigate, because they're all in on it too. They're all in on it, period. So that's what my big contribution to the world is this information, the way I, pre- not what they were doing 20 years ago online, you know, and that includes some of your favorite talk show hosts calling you know, the elites over here, are those people over there, are those people over there. It's always somewhere else. It's never in your life. So we have all these gang-stalking victims which are now beginning to see the light. They're beginning to see the order and organization of that gaslighting. They're understanding that's part and parcel of the cover-up. And people that know too much or don't fit in, don't conform, get targeted everywhere in the entire world. Because they're working for Draco! They're working for the lizards! And the lizards, they barely remain hidden. I mean, they're clones walking around, you know, reptilian clones, walking around, you know, humanoid bodies... The bodies are interchangeable because they're you know, they're they're you know, multi a lot of them are multidimensional, some are robots. You know, the little the little short, you know, ones you, you confuse with the greys with the big black eye, the big ant eyes. Um, you know, they're roba. They're 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 biological entities, but they're biological mechanical entities. You know, and it's proven by every time you see a picture of them with their eyes that are black eyes. You see a light behind the eyes, don't you? Even All the artwork. Now, I've seen one of these. I've, I've mentioned it once. I've seen one of these things once when I was having these fights with the UFOs. I mean, fights with whoever they were in their ships and they're not, they were trying to, um, I guess, recruit me. And then at one point, I felt I was being taken out of their bedroom and through the window and out, you know, and then I just fought against it. And the next thing I know, there's one of these three foot tall things you know the height of the doorknob, standing at the door staring at me and was drilling me right through and i was so petrified i couldn't move it was so real i couldn't believe it i even did a painting of it but then i destroyed the painting later but i kept painting i had captured it that feel so if you look at the painting it would drill you and i couldn't stand it i i, I ruined it i, I just guess i subconsciously ruined it i covered it up But a lot was revealed through that encounter. A lot of things about my life, a lot of things about satanic ritual abuse, a lot of that realizing that these things are abducting children and uh, performing satanic rituals because the satanic rituals came from them and they came from the fallen angels. And the satanic rituals basically were given to humanity. So all the structure of witchcraft was given to humanity. It didn't start with humanity. And all because this whole drama is because God made man in his image, meaning, you know, I wouldn't say in a fallen state, but in the highest high of the the highest potential of human is tabernacle of God territory, something that they could never achieve. And they'll never be. They'll never be loved, they're hated. And they're worshipped by the elites because the elites worship money. To get more money, you need to worship the reptile, the the, the lizards. You have to worship them to be, you know, they're the ones that choose people. They're the ones that put people in power. They're the ones that decide who's wealthy and who isn't in general, you know, not not across the board. But, I mean, they decide. Um, And so they just feel God's not a problem. They can just do what they want. But you see... God works subtly and in strange ways like through them and gets them to trip themselves up by using brute force techniques to bludgeon people into conformity. And all that's going to do is cause a complete, like right now you, you wonder, they were ready to roll out everything on the 15th. COVID, 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 COVID. Remember that? Typical reptilian type of thing. Okay. They're ready to roll that out. And what happens? Spiritually, they can't do it because they know right now it would fail. Now, the people need to be more than patriotic. They need to be more than just spiritual. They need to understand, you know, what the enemy is. And they, understand, they need to understand the oracles of God reveal the depths of Satan. So if you don't know the depths of Satan, you don't know the oracles of God, then you need to get deeper into God to get knowledge because you need a word of knowledge to be able to to, to comport yourself in this world. You need to understand who the enemy is. You need to understand they don't just come in the form of little witches with little capes. They're also in the air. They're also in the vents. They're, they're right next to you crawling along the floor like these little creatures. But you can't see them. They're hovering outside your home and they're little UFOs and you can't see those either to the naked eye. Sometimes a digital camera will pick up on one, but usually not. Unless they want to be seen. So that cloaking ability is, is you know, like, like when Trish had an experience with one, and they all have these uniforms. And where did the uniforms come from? They are the originator of the uniforms. The uniforms come from Draco, from the reptiles, from reptilian, you know, things I don't call them reptilian humanoids. There's nothing human about them. They're just basically animals. They really are. They really don't have self-aware. They have rote behavior, you know, modification and obedience. And that's about it. They don't have, you know, they don't want uh, thinkers or individuals or individual thought. It's all collective, group thought. And everything about the people that join them, the humans that sign up, they all become collectivists. Notice that? They push communism. They push socialism. They want to be on top. And they want to put a dictatorship, everyone under it. And when they do that, people rebel. People rebel. And the way they're going now, they're, they're on track as a complete failure. You know, I mean, look at a guy like Larry Fink. What a sorry son of a bitch he really is. Now, he's the de facto ruler of the world, you know, under Draco, under the control and the auspices of certain secret societies that are basically secret because they're in lockstep with these things and advanced technology, which is kept hidden. It's up to a billion years past where we are now. So they can do about anything they want. But guess what? What they want is controlled by God. So the big mistake, the big mistake is the brute force, you know, bludgeon into conformity, that sort of totalitarianism. All that comes from the lizards. People are not like that. People want freedom. Everybody wants freedom. The people that sign on to that just have been mind-controlled and beaten down so much, they feel like, well, I can't get a paycheck or pay my family unless I bow down to the lizards. And there aren't any lizards. They don't exist. I won't even mention it. I just, you know, get in line with the way things are going and with my group around me and what they're doing. I'm monkey see monkey do. And then maybe I'll be okay. I'll slide by. Nobody slides by. Everyone's going to be judged. Everyone, It's going to be like, well, what did you do? Do you want me to get that? He dropped the ball for me to get him the ball. Because he got new. Okay. So I can leave it right there. I just wanted to impart the good news. You know, the good news is that, um, you know, you're way, 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 ridiculously more advanced than they are. They could be a billion years ahead to some, you know, mechanical technologies and, you know, whatever it is they have, you know what I mean? Levitation, you know, portals, you know, dimensional existence, blah, 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 blah. It's all boring. The fact of the matter is the human is is so far more advanced than the reptilian that the reptilian does not understand the human. If the reptilian understood the human, meaning had any intelligence at all, anything even comparable, uh, they would go a whole new way, they wouldn't go with gradualism either. I mean, they, they, would, they would find a, a, a way of, of seduction that's far greater than what they've done so far. Their seduction is really, at this point, seen through. People are too smart for that at this point. So, you know, so do they have any new tricks up their sleeve? The answer is no. They want to roll out another COVID. They want to do the same thing they did, feeling that, well, maybe I'll get a different result. So they're completely insane and they're completely stupid and they're totally ignorant. And, you know, the people sign on because they want power and they want money, and that's basically the end of it. They've agreed to become stupid themselves in order to get money. You know, really, people that worship money, people like Gates. Look at Gates. He looks like somebody that's out of a you know mental hospital at this point. He looks like he's someone that's out of a... um, uh, a, a hospital for a handicapped, you know, for mental, for the mentally handicapped. That's what he looks like now, like a big child that just uh, basically is completely programmed by somebody else, and basically is a talking puppet. It's pathetic. He he should be silenced. But then again, all these other people are in love with money, and so they follow Gates and they put him on the air and they give him a, a platform, even if he's going to kill them pretty soon. Even if they're going to die because of gates, they're going to put them on the air. And now, is that intelligence? Or is that love of money? That's love of money. When you love money, you look the other way on everything. And everyone. They're eating children. Yeah, but those children would have been out there running around anyway. They don't have any life. At least, you know, would we'll feed them to the reptiles. Well, they don't need to be fed to. They can get their own children. But the fact that they have the the humans feeding them is, uh, you know, is, is pretty disgusting in and of itself. And these humans, you know, eventually become cannibals themselves because they become like the ones they serve. Stupid and flesh eating. And that's the big Nazi reveal. That's the big final solution of Adolf Hitler. That's the big tool society thing that's the club of Rome that's the uh, Vatican that's the basically the you know the uh, you know British Israel that's uh, you know the uh, you know what, what is it the Russell trust that's the uh, skull and bones that's basically the whole ball game. done that's it that's all it is so the way you win is you keep on the course you're on that's it in other words you've already won You've already run, and they're trying to play catch up, and they can't convince you. So you've won. If they can't convince you, you won. You pass the test. You're ready to graduate to the next thing. Um, even the elect will be deceived. All these church leaders made deals with the Draco. You know what a great uh, source of children to feed. You know the children and teenagers and stuff into the uh, into the wood chipper. You know. Oh, they, they don't e- eat these. These uh, end up staying. But what happens is they become indoctrinated and entrained. And then they fork over the children. You know, they get stray children here and there, and they just send them in. And so the reason I'm mentioning all this is because you're about to see the rollout of these things, trying to act like we are your leaders. Even when they did the Series V, they were reptiles. They were Nazis. They had epaulets. They wanted to control humanity. It's all been very, very, very clear. Very clear. To say this doesn't exist, makes you, today, makes you a real fool. You know, like guys that go and start citing books of psychologists and stuff to prove it's all, you know, basically false memory syndrome. It's not false memory syndrome. Tom Mack proved that. Not Tom Mack, but uh, what's his name? Mack, the psychiatrist from Harvard. What was his name i forget his name now mac you remember i mean he proved it was all real you know then back in those days of pioneers of all the abduction hypnosis you know uh bud hopkins all those people they, it was all real anyone who's ever studied the antarctica knows it's all real it's all real And everything is a deception. Everything's a lie. Everything in school is a lie. Everything that all the textbooks are lies. Everything that's uh, been, everything that's that that's in existence pretty much is a lie. So how do you see through it? Because the human is more intelligent than all the textbooks combined, which are mainly propaganda. You know, with me in textbooks, what I do is I just try to separate the weed from the chaff because there's some good information in there. I try to take, take that, and as far as opinions and editorializing, I try to minimize you know that. You know if I need to look at physics or need to look at you know any kind of science papers or anything like that, I just try to minimize the uh, propaganda, which is in all of it. Right, because humans project. When you write a paper, you project. When you write a novel, you project. When you do a movie, you project. When you see somebody, you project. When you call someone on the phone, you project. That You're not talking to anyone. You're just projecting the phone call in real reality. But in in practical terms, that you really are talking with someone else. But in real reality, you're not talking to anyone else. You're just talking to yourself. And because we can't see that, it, it shows that we're like plato in the cave all you see is the images on the wall you don't know what real reality is we don't know what it really is we just see reflections so we can't rely on our senses to know we have to rely on that people say the gut well it's it's where god dwells in within a person you know and if god dwells within you then you know all things then you know all this is false and if you know that, then that's pleasing to God, and then you know you understand that that's the source and the power, and there's, that's the end of the, that's the ball game. right there, that's the end of it. It's over. It's done. Rejoice. Just because the rest of the world can't see it, and they're all caught up in all their little dramas, doesn't mean that, you know you, I mean, you, you made it. And, and yeah, you'd like the rest of the world to, to, to be with you, but the rest of the world is you, so is me is us. So that's another internal matter, not an external matter. Man. Okay. And, and well, advice? I, well, I don't really have any advice. My advice is, um, like Paul's advice, take care of the temple. You know, take care of your intelligence. Take care of what you be, you know, to, to discern what you believe. Because everyone wants to tell you how to do Jesus, but nobody really knows how you need to do Jesus, how you need to do God. You need to be, you need to do it a certain way, or you need to, to fulfill your, to follow your path. And that's not the other guy's path. That's not the pastor's path. They can't tell you who you are, what you are. They can't criticize you in any way, shape, or form. I have no advice for you except other than follow that path. And it could lead into some dark places, and then they'll all reject you, and they go, "Oh, you become evil," and then you, you know, come out of it. You know, you go through ups and downs, and sin and not sin, and repentance and, and indulgence, and, and you know, and eventually works out. The but the overall overarching thing is to understand the basic aspect of consciousness, the basic aspect of being, the basic purpose of life. You know, is life. The basic purpose of life is life. So here's the clue. What's the purpose of life? Oh, life. What's the purpose of life? And then the answer is yes. What's the purpose of life? Yes. I hope you tell someone that someday. What is the purpose of your life? Yes. What? Uh, uh, Next, please. I've already answered that question. Next, please. Any problem? Well, you're on the wrong path. You need to repent. You need to get in here and help these, uh, all these Christians need to get together and sing songs and all that. Well, no, um, I'll do what I'm led to do, and that might include that, and maybe it won't. But what does it matter to you? Why are you so concerned about me? Do you even know who I am? No. Do you know what I am? No. Do you know that I'm, I'm really just a projection of your mind at, at this point? You don't even see me. I'm invisible to you. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't be a pastor then. Especially in charge of families and children. Get out of there. Quit. Walk away. Get down in the desert. Get on your face and ask God to have mercy on your sorry ass soul. Because that's what you need, pastor. Sitting there pontificating, giving everybody out the rules, interpreting the Ten Commandments when the three year old can understand. What the hell's the matter with you? I got plenty of that on Facebook. It's all over the place. And I got to put up with it. it. You know, capital I ignorance. Dictate to other people how they should live. Show people in the name of education what everything is. And then. You know, tell them how they have to live. You know, don't do Halloween. Don't drink too much. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. Well, I got to breathe, don't I? Well, now you're myopic. You've been made myopic. It's myopic mind control. Shrinks your brain into a little pea brain. And now you're ready for the reptilian. Good job. Great job, pastor. Great job, PTA. Great job, school. Great job, institution. Great job, military. You have ruined another soul. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for ruining humanity. Don't look at Draco right now. You did it. Because you have been ruined. You figure, well, that's the way. I'm going to ruin everybody else in the name of saving them. And you become Jesus. I guess we should worship you as Jesus. Right? Because you can tell them what Jesus really means. Now, that's uh, that Therefore, I'm not offering advice on anything. I may tell you what I'm doing, but your mileage may vary. You may have, you know, an epiphany through having, I don't know, perverse sexual habits. And, you know, most Christians will condemn you to hell. <laughs> Me, I just say, get on that path. Because it's self regulating, it's self. Uh, fulfilling. It's self teaching. That's the only teaching that's going to work. It comes from within you. Other than that, it's just going to be a bunch of rules that you're going to rebel against. And then, you know, then you don't know if you're doing something out of acting out against the rules or if it's really within you to do. It, listen, most people, it's not within them to um, embrace sin, it's done because of all these rule makers. It's not within you. Be, and, and what I mean by that is um, all these desires to sin in every kind of possible way, uh, most of that is a rebellion and it has nothing to do with the original person. You know, just people that, you know, nobody likes to be dictated to by other people that are just as fallen, if not more fallen than them. So, you know, that's why Christianity failed in America. And it will continue to fail. As long as these idiots keep doing the same thing, they're going to get the same result, failure. And then, you know, they wonder why everyone's pushed into witchcraft because they feel it's like an alternative. Of course, it's another, you know, bondage and trap and, and slavery, but so is Christianity, slavery. When it's not really straight up with the Lord, it's slavery, right? If it, It's a form of it, but it's, it lacks the spirit thereof. Then it's slavery. i tell you, within two seconds... If, if, that you get around any kind of Christian gathering, I tell you in two seconds, if, if the spirit is alive or if it's dead, most of the time it's dead, which is fine. God has his people and they're scattered throughout the entire world. And some may be thinking they're Muslims. Some may be thinking they're Jews. Some may be thinking they're Hindus. Some may be thinking they're nothing. But if he's, if if he's belonged to God, you're not going to be able to avoid it. At some point, there's going to be that meeting. There's going to be that divine Breakdown that occurs. There's going to be that road to Damascus experience. There's going to be that calling. There's going to be that. And yes, you have the free will to to say answer in the negative and say no. I'm not following. You know, no, thank you. I saw this one guy did a movie in the '90s called The Rapture. It was about a woman, and when the rapture came and the world was falling apart completely, and here is the rapture to help take people out of this nightmare, she refused to go you know, typical libtard, right? <laughs> she refused to go because she has virtue and she the whole movie was about her virtue signaling that she's going to do the noble thing and reject God. And I just thought, <laughs> what an idiot, what a fool made this movie, what a fucking fool. And, and the guy, I know the guy, you know, personally, or I've met him, he's a very highly educated guy. And, and, and therein lies the issue. Highly diseducated. Moronically diseducated. Abominably diseducated. Propagandized. And then and then a set of beliefs that have nothing to do with the real world and are very dangerous to everyone around them. Yeah, if the rapture comes, if God's offering you, don't do it, you know, be sure to rebel. Well, that'll teach God. Oh, boy. Boy, do you have the upper hand. You got to love it. You got to laugh at stuff like that. But Hollywood produced it. It's called The New Age. I think the, the guy that made it was named Michael Talbot. I may be wrong on that. It may be Tal something, something like Michael Talbot. But I mean, he's a very forgettable filmmaker. So, um, you know, he did a couple of good things. But I mean, it's he sort of had his time. And I don't know, you know, he's maybe dead by now. I, I don't know. But I remember that film, the, the, you know. And he did another one called The New Age, <laughs> just as good. It was just it was classic. He did like two in a row, the same thing. Thing he was managed by this um, these uh, geniuses at, at this uh, genius agency, and 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 uh, you know, and it was like an independent film, but it was like you know the kind of big indie film, you know, the Ed Pressman type film. Anyway, you know, like the, ter- the like you know the the, the Terrence Malick type backing you know what I mean that sort of thing so there's you know some millions involved but um, in both cases I mean the idea of the rapture that she was going to refuse to go like that'll show somebody I just couldn't believe this little man this tiny little man that made this movie you know just like he's gonna bark at God through this character oh he's gonna get even boy (laughs) (laughs) even for what that that even because you wish you were aborted, you would have rather been aborted? Because that's basically what the, the, the message is. It would be better if you were just aborted, never existed in the first place. Thank you. That's what you're saying. Essentially, that's what you're saying to a rational human being. Man, I can't believe these memories of that, you know. Um Soderbergh did one called The Underneath, another forgot, forget it, forgotten movie about just trying to deal with the, the depth of evil and what's going on underneath the surface of consciousness that's a roiling evil. And it, it, it was a failure, kind of, you know, the, at least at the box office. But it, 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 was, it was interesting in a way, trying to get at what, where evil is coming from. We have to understand that, you know, good comes from God, but evil comes from God too. It's like it's, it's provided in the simulation. And free will is a real thing. When Harari says there's no free will, the guy is actually saying there is free will by saying there's no free will. When they say there is no God, they're saying there is God. When they put the cross upside down, they're saying Jesus is Lord. Don't any of these heavy metal people understand the upside down cross means Jesus is Lord? They don't get it. I don't care if you stick it up your ass. Jesus is Lord. It doesn't matter if, if, uh, you know, the exorcist, she's masturbating with the cross. Jesus, that still underscoring the fact that Jesus is Lord because they're using that power to cast out the demon. Therefore, Jesus is God, period. Done, done, done. (laughs) Proof, 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 proof. fact, 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 fact. So when they try to bark at you and say these are facts borne out by science, you know, you can just go to town on their head, on their sorry ass, you know, retarded mind. You know, and tell them to get the hell away from you and, 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 you know, tell them to please duct tape their mouth. Instead of just wearing a mask, tell them to duct tape it first, then put the mask on. (laughs) You know, I mean, at least then they would not, you know, sully themselves. They would not embarrass themselves by opening their mouth and saying, you know, a million untrue things. You know, I love aborting my babies. You know, I'm really getting even with God. Oh, I see. That's really going to show up. <laughs> you've got to laugh. Come on, man. I mean, you've got to laugh. You've got to feel good about your position. You know all this. You know that your, your understanding is superior to them. Let's go ahead and say it. My knowledge is superior to their knowledge. I don't need to go look at books to get my knowledge. I get my knowledge Direct. From the source of all of all knowledge, I can look at books. I, I love books. I make books, but it's not a source of my, uh, you know, pursuit because you know making a lot of books it just becomes vanity if you really get into it and really care about it. You you know do a story. I do a story. I let it go. I don't obsess over it after that. There are some writers. They write screenplays and then they go. They visit the set every day to hound the director how the director is ruining his screenplay. Can you, you know what I mean? People like that. It's like, what the hell's the matter with you? If you want to be the director, go ahead and you know, go to film school and learn how to be a director then. Don't be a writer and be on the set and just barking at the director to, to do the script you know your way. He's got a big war on his hands, and he's trying to translate it, and maybe it doesn't translate, and he's got to fix it. He's got to fix it or maybe even reimagine. You know, Whatever he's doing is the right thing. And if you don't believe in that, then you shouldn't have sold it to him in the first place. It's your fault. It's your fault. You should be banned from the set. You know, or be quiet. Unless, if someone wants a suggestion or wants you to rewrite a scene, we'll go ahead and do it. But I mean, you're just there to serve the director. Period. So is everybody else. And you hope that that guy's got the right vision, for better or for worse. That's the way it works. You know, and then and then yeah, a lot of them do take up up on that. They do become directors, and then you know they fall flat on their face because there's a little bit more to directing than than just you know barking orders at people. It's an art form. Anyway, I'm I'm trying. You know, I'm I'm trying. Oh, that's a good. Are you throwing that for me? He just bounced the ball on the ground. He loves these. Yes. Well, anyway, I've, I've really gone overboard and just barking today. I have just really, you know, just, just blurting out because I get so frustrated during the day at all the, you know, hearing things on the news and, and Fox news and MSNBC and CNN and, and, and alternative news and podcasts and rumble. And I get tired of all of it. And you know, I'm not hearing truth really anywhere. I'm hearing truth about politics. I guess that, you know, the Biden regime is evil, and they're 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 coming for your guns, and they're coming for you, and they want to throw you all in jail and all that. Yeah, that's a real threat. I see that. But you know, and it's probably good that they repeat it every day. You know what I mean? And try to. But what what do they want exactly? Without understanding what reality is, what do I care? Yeah, you well, know, when you say the country's at stake, what does that mean? I have no idea what that statement means. The country's at stake. We have to go. What? What are we going to do? Arrest them? Arrest Bill Gates? I'd, I'd love to arrest him, but on what charge? On doing what humanity wants him to do? Pretend to save the world while killing it? I mean, I, I, you know, it. It's uh, the, the idiocy goes so far beyond that. I just feel like, well, God, please get the hook out, and just you know, get the the deus ex machina hook and have the hook come down from heaven and grab these people and just remove them from the stage. Please, Lord. And of course, that's never going to happen like that because that's not the way the Lord works. So, because free will is a real thing. If there weren't free will, I mean, you'd have all kinds of intervention, but it's leading to a big war between the angels between the humans between everybody and versus everybody and there will be a lot of loss of life and all that but really is it really a loss is it really a loss of life is death really death not really this is more like a game isn't it it's a game you know, so people take it seriously. They've uncovered. There's one woman that's out there. Um, Trish knows her. And she's talking about the Getty music. Remember the Getty and what's under the Getty and all that and about being having sex with um, celebrities and prominent individuals. Everyone that I've ever interviewed that had been mind-controlled and, and had been, you know, in those circles has had similar uh, episodes the The similarities are so tremendous that it gives credibility to what they're they're saying they're not lying, and it may not be exactly you know something that you know you could depict in a you know in a one to one type of thing because reality is very bendable, but I mean you know the whole point of these little girls being you know and little boys being programmed is well obviously to service the elites if possible. And that may mean, you know, killing them, you know, torturing and killing them, you know, uh, as the reptilian appetite increases and the stupidity level goes up high, high, high. Like Larry Fink, just look at his face. He just looks stupid. He looks dumb as shit. And he is. He's a dumb shit. And people like that, when they get control of trillions of dollars, can be very dangerous because he wants to bludge and that's how they think. That's that's it. That's the, the extent of Larry Fink's consciousness. The Larry Fink consciousness, let's figure it out. It's one, two, three, four. Who can I hurt today and stop them from that awful behavior of uh, you know, the past? We need to change people to be inclusive and we need to make them uh you know diverse diverse inclusive and uh tolerant and um you know participating in a in non-bigoted activity and we have to uh you know enforce all this through our trillions of dollars in power and you know really you know get an a from the teacher well who's the teacher draco The lizard. Keltron, Keltner, Richard Keltner, he wants me to Now he may see things a different way than I do. We have we now we agree to, you know we we agree that we don't agree on everything. You know what I mean? I mean I don't think anybody that I, I know that's following the Lord agrees with me or I agree with them or we all you know, I just say do what you gotta do. Do what's in you to do. Do what you think is the right thing. But in terms of other people giving you know you should enjoy being rebuked. <laughs> it's like, well, I'll let the Lord rebuke me. I get uh, the best rebukes I've had have come from people that don't even know the Lord. You know, come from results of my failures have been the best rebukes. And then, of course, you know, trying to employ some common sense into rebuilding or trying to, you know, not build back better, but to build in the first place things that haven't been built yet that should have. But then again, "should" is a word that we should never use. <laughs> There's the double entendre. Should should never. We should we that you know I don't want to use because it implies a guilt trip. Then it implies control of one human being over another, and that's that's wrong and that's false. So I take with a grain of salt anything I hear from a human being. I just automatically throw it up on the uh, I doubt it board. And when t- people don't believe me, I'm still friends with them. If they don't believe me or they don't see it the same way, I'm still friends with them. I don't know what happened to this, this idea that if you're not friends, if you disagree, you're, you're no longer friends. and that's it, you're canceled. I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Because <laughs> I'm a virtue signaler and I'm a virtuous and, and I believe in inclusion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Um, enjoy your time with the, uh, zombies and the uh, majority of people try to avoid hospitals because it's, it's the, uh, it's the reptilian, uh, you know, it's basically the, uh, a monument to all reptiles is the American medical association. This, I had to learn the hard way. This, I had to learn the hard way, but you can take your, your, you know, your, your heart can, you know. One thing that kind of concerned me was, you know, you've got this, you know, you need to take this medication that slows your heart down, and and then we need to take you, this other medication that stops you from coagulating and then having a stroke, but if you start, if you fall and start bleeding, you need to come back to the hospital because we need to do a special procedure to stop you from bleeding. Okay, if you're in that category, get out of there. There is, that is not medicine, that's a death curse, yeah, but then I'd have a heart attack if I didn't. Well, there are all kinds of alternative ways. You know, one of the best things for the heart that I'm finding for myself, I'm not going to give you advice, but for me, has been, um, you know, taking the Hawthorne. I've gotten my my blood pressure down to 114 over 73. When was the last time you had that? I'm not saying it's, you know, a lot, sometimes it's as one, one, high as 126 over, you know, 82. Sometimes it's 120 over 80. Sometimes it's it's you know uh it's been as low as 115 over 70 and even 65 which what does that mean well what it means is that whatever i'm doing is excellent <coughs> for myself well, what are you doing well i take things like nitric boost and i take <coughs> uh, you know I'm, i i started taking garlic today garlic i stay take uh uh, a Hawthorne tincture for you know, regulating the, uh, you know, Chinese some Chinese medicine for, for regulating, you know, keeping the heart rate going. I understand there's been some some issues I have there, but you know, as long as my pulse and my heart rate is not, um, if it's if it's you know coming in at you know 117 over you know 78 or something like that, I don't feel there's a need, you know, if that's a consistent thing of your blood pressure. And, you know, heart rate, you know, down to, you know, 65 to 75, 80, whatever, around in there. If that's the case and you're not running over 100, you know, in your basic pulse, I I think you can find another way to deal with, you know, uh, heart issues. I mean, if you start giving medication to that, then, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of redundant because, I mean, I think the goal would be those kind of numbers. But then again, you know, I mean, you know, they make you feel like, well, if you take off on your own. You could die of a heart attack. Well, of course I could just about, was just about there recently in uh, the hospital, but I didn't. And they insisted on putting me on drugs. They don't want to talk to me. They just want me on drugs. So I would, you know, I would just take that as it is, you know, if you hospital can save your life in a real emergency situation, you know, and then, but then when they want to put their hooks in you, I I would think twice. That's my way. You know, I I just really resent their medications because they are all very, very dangerous and they can all cause complications. So I've just been had to be very careful. I mean, I, I'm taking something for Barrett's esophagus and, you know, it's something you can get over the counter, but I mean, I understand there's complications with that too in the long run. And I just have to see if I can find an alternative. But that's me. I'm doing that so I don't damage the esophagus. Okay, so there's another issue. Okay, so that's there. That's been diagnosed. That's done with an endoscopy, and so I know that's there, and that's something I have to contend with. But will I find a a way, a natural way to deal with that? You bet I will. You bet I will. And I'm, I'm on that pursuit. I haven't found it yet, but I'm on that pursuit. I've tried a lot of things, you know, acid reducers this that and, you know in the natural world nothing so far but see that's that the guy that treated me for that he was a normal a good doctor so there are good doctors i mean a very 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 good doctor you know what i mean and um so you, there there can be a benefit but you you the idea that you get on Medicare and then all this stuff is like, you know, you can afford it all and they want to do all these treatments and procedures on you. It's just because you have insurance. They're just taking advantage. You know. So I don't know. I, I, I actually, you know, withdraw what I just said. I have no advice for you. You know, your mileage may vary. To me, the hospital is a horror movie. Filled with like ghosts and creatures and people that died wrong and the, the people that need vengeance and angry spirits running around and the people in there they're all zombies of zombie witches all members of a witchcraft coven and you know basically every everything they do is a ritual <laughs> you know it's just I can blow it up fantastically in my mind It's just it's just amazing cornucopia of evil. <laughs> Even the Starbucks coffee, there's like a Starbucks in there, and I, Trish brought me some Starbucks co- Even that didn't taste normal. You know, food, you know, t- t- it's like how could you wreck a salad? How can you wreck a, you know, a-, a little omelet? How can you wreck something like that? It makes it taste like shit. How can you wreck that? You can't. In there, you can't, though. I know some of you are laughing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, here's to good health. Here's to good health and and to God health. I'm convinced that without God health, we have no good health because you see, God has to mitigate against all the poisons they throw at us. Yeah, they're throwing poisons at us. So my God is the most high God. So I'm happy. You? Well, they're throwing poison there. We got to stop. There's nothing I can do about it. So I have God. Are you happy? I am. God mitigates it for me, but that's just, you know, that's just my experience. There's nothing I can do about the 5G right now, except you know I don't. Thank God I don't live in a 5G area, and I never will be out here. You know, in the cities, well, the 5G is everywhere, and we're all subject to it. But yeah, it's uh, it's bad, and uh, the mRNA va- vaccine is bad, and you know the idea of you know killing people and culling the planet's bad, and, and everything they're doing is basically worshipping Satan. It's bad. There's basically a death cult. That's bad. Uh, they want to transmogrify and and make abominations out of human, which was meant to be the tabernacle of God. they want to turn it into, into some kind of you know uh you, you know the ugly uh genetically modified slave and um, you know that 's that 's just they 'll just take it to the hill there there 's no end to what they 'll do. take all the tissues and the cells and everything else and make their chimeras and all that that they want to run around the planet and dominate while Harari you know, goes around saying you know i 'm He's basically the court jester, but he's saying, oh, there's no free will. Humans are now animals. Therefore, have at it, boys. (laughs) Uh, I just have to laugh. This is the biggest joke of my life is the world. Biggest joke I've ever seen is the world. The biggest, most insane, stupid thing I've ever seen the most ridiculously stupid, get the hook out, put it into it, put a lid on it, put a cap on it, uh, call it a day, stick a fork in it, is the world. Okay? And, you know, no, I will never take it seriously because I. why, why should I take it seriously? I don't know anyone that takes it seriously. Whenever they say they're serious, they're making a mockery out of it. So I'm seriously a nurse in the hospital. You're you're an abomination. You're a mockery. I'm seriously an athlete playing for the, uh, you know the uh, the the the, the, uh, the Denver Broncos. No, you're 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 not. You you think you're this. You think that's that. You think football is actually a thing. And so you know you're lost in some kind of um, you know pissing contest in a in a in a sandbox with other children three years old. So good. Have it. Have it. Have your um, game. Have your little, you know, it's first and goal with the five-yard line. Will he make it across into the end zone? Oh, he did. Oh, yay. Did you see that game when he caught that pass with two fingers? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, come on, really? I mean, that's really going to occupy. I mean, I can see that when you're like, you know, being indoctrinated as a child. And dad's watching the football game on the TV, and so you join dad watching them. It becomes a family tradition. But I mean, eventually you got to grow out of that and become your own man, right? Decide what you think is worth. Think how many hours people give their time to these games on TV. Think how many hours. Think how many hours of commercials are going down their Gullet. Think how much mind control programming is there when you know Beyonce takes the stage and the. Halftime or, you know, any of these other artists, Lady Gaga or, you know, Katy Perry or any of these people. Think about that when they get on there and what the, the messaging that they're sending to people, you know, and and, and he, it's like really, and the people, they buy it they think, you know, but you don't have to worry about them. It doesn't matter what you say in town. It doesn't matter. Loose lips no longer sink ships. No, I'm here to announce that. Loose lips no longer sink ships zeph daniel zeph e. Daniel, if you want to be even more accurate loose lips no longer sink ships zeph e. daniel sign of the end times loose licks no loose lips no no longer sink ships zeph e Daniel there you go yeah you got it here you you heard it here for put on a t shirt right What was the heading I just said? Loose lips don't longer sink ships. What was the heading? Well, anyway, I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that to the experts. Uh, I don't even know why you tune in here. I'm just so, um, I'm so full of piss and vinegar now that I'm just like, you know, laughing at myself. (laughs) I think it's funny. Hey, I got a new tune going. It's so bizarre. Oh. It is so weird, and it's just it, it 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 in and of itself is a joke, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's a real it's a real joke. It's kind of like almost a carnival joke, and uh, you know, as in terms of allegorical jokes about the world, which is everything. It was Russell Brand. Russell Brand. We want to talk um, before I do that announcement. Twenty on twenty tomorrow, it will be a reality. Three a.m. Mountain Time. 5 a.m. East Coast time, live, but unfortunately for you guys on the West Coast, 2 a.m. if you want to join us in prayer. Prayer, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just come together, and we just ask for you to just be with us, Lord, as we want to be with you. Help us to be closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all. Hey, that's the only prayer we need to pray right now. Well we're gonna be praying about the world situation to make it easier for people so people don't starve to death. We're gonna be I'm just gonna leave it be fluid. I mean no one knows exactly the future. Hey, uh he's got your slipper. He's now working on your slipper, Trish. Dude. Uh oh, that's a no no, Ben. Dude. Benz is really acting up. That is not my slipper He is really acting up now. It's almost new toys you got. So uh, today is my fifth day of the Doctor Schultz uh, kidney bladder detox formula, and I have to tell you, it's been a real, real, real. You know, they, they want me to write in and tell them my experience. You know what I mean? To the people that that make the herbs for you know that in the company, Dr. Schultz. and because not that many people buy that. You know what I mean? I researched it online. I bought it. I my experience right now is I can't tell you about the, the kidneys and the bladder because I don't I need you on that you need uh blood test and you need a urine test, okay? In in order to, to to evaluate the numbers and and compare them to where they were. But I can tell you this since I go on feeling. You know, I do feel like there's been okay, there's been more urination, there's been more flow going, you know. And um and I just feel things are functioning well. And, and the the signs I can't see, you know, urine color, smell. I hate to be gross. But all that stuff is, uh, you know, normal. And, um, you know, things seem to be flowing really well. I, I have definitely experienced a boost in health since I began. I have had some aches and pains in the beginning. You know, it's kind of tough because, like, you know, it's it, 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 calling it a kidney bladder detox is wrong. It's really... A whole body detox because the the detox formula f- detoxes the liver, uh, you know, pancreas, uh, stomach, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, everything. Um, and it just goes. It's just a note here that general overall health is you got to treat the whole body, you know, and you got to treat the whole person, and it's not just a, a treatment of you know the emotional. Kind of, you know. I mean, there had to also be a healing of my um, shattered self. You know, that, that was one person than another. Then you know what I mean. Well, you know my history, so there was. You know, I guess the documentary kind of represented the beginning of healing of you know the past to the present. Could I put it that way? Where the past wasn't just suppressed and then denied, you know, and bothering me. And realizing that I, you know, that, that, you know, and taking the guilt off and all that. A lot of that had to happen for me to stop trashing myself. You know, the guilt and shame. Well, you know, some people, I mean, it wasn't taking me until about 70 years old to, to be able to, you know, finally put some of that to rest. And that opened up a door toward, you know, being receptive to health things that I could do for myself. And so I started slow. And, um, you know, it's, uh, and you can tell from my uh, vim, vigor, voice, enthusiasm, uh, I think also mental acuity has, has, you know, uh, maybe because I'm, because I am kind of a little bit, I need more sleep, but there seems to be a much more of a clarity within my uh, mind and some, you know, more of a. I guess less self-doubt and um, self-loathing. Because I lived most of my life feeling guilty, ashamed, and self-loathing, you know, that I I caused everyone's problems. Have you ever? Yeah, oh, you do. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about then. Well, I don't know how you get over it. For me, it was kind of like doing this documentary thing. It's been a slow burn, though. It's been a slow healing. It's been, at first, I, I experienced nothing but trauma. You know, and, and then and then I got, you know, Larry, the director, and he was involved in the story, and then he felt tremendous trauma from my story, and then I felt bad about that. So it was a struggle. But then as we got beyond it, it seemed like there's been a healing across the board for everybody. Yeah, that was my prayer from the start. Well, I had no idea why he was even doing it, because I've been on the Zeph Report, but the Zephyrport Report wasn't exactly, you know, it was kind of like, you know, friends and, and just kind of like a family podcast that... Among family members, you know, and um, so it's kind of kind of like that, and they won't let me into. Listen, they're not letting me into churches, you know. I mean, I've got a great message for people in church, but they won't let me because I would tear the institution down. I would tear the walls down, right? Because whenever you get people together, there's corruption, and people say, "Well, we can put up with some corruption." Well, I can't put up with it even well, there's corruption in me and I and I hate it and then I sometimes I hurt myself or want to kill myself because I just don't want the corruption I don't want it I don't want it I don't want I don't want anything to do with any of this and I often say you know I came here against my will but I know that can't be true you know but I used to say that but it, those things are not really my concern right now my concern is really just breathing and you know, and you know, making having observations that I can share with you that have something to do with existence. But I'm not going to give you any advice. Whatever, if I have in the past, I'm that was just a a lower version of me. But as I get more advanced, if you will, if you want to call it that, I'm less and less wanting to give advice out to anyone, no one. You know, I, I take my inspiration from other individuals, and I see what they do. They're not lecturing me, and yet I can get a great deal of inspiration from them. You know, so so it's kind of like, you know, you don't need people to lecture you folks. It's just like, I don't need people to lecture me. It's just going to, it's all the answers you've got already. They may be blocked because of traumas, because of, of shattered, you know, dreams, because of abuse as a child, which, you know, and, and, you know, on the documentary, one guy talks to you and says he was abused as a child, you know, and the thing that's so funny about that is like, he doesn't give any compassion no, no, no uh, feeling about no nothing. It's a very traumatic thing to be abused as a child. And that he was abused as a child. He was like lots of people. And it, you know, it's just like my mother. Well, but it's no big deal. He just had that attitude. And this is, this is terrible, but I'm glad we have him in the documentary. I'm glad that, you know, we, we let the other side say they're, they say they what they want to say and what they're going to say. And the critics fall right in line between one or the other. And it's, I can predict every, everything they're going to do, everything they're going to say. They're just like my little robots. I program them with, the docu- with what I said in the documentary and Larry cut it together so beautifully. And it's like, well, you know, we can just program. If they don't like it, they say, oh, Larry's a hack, he can't direct. Then other people go, Larry gets best director. <laughs> I'm watching all this. Like the most unbelievable, it's The Lying Circus. Not the lion circus, it's the lying circus. the circus where everybody lies. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that we did all these songs that depict everything and, and prophesy and, and predict and everything else, instead of doing you know music like the world. you know I'm thinking, I've got my drums going again. You know, and I'm, I'm wondering if I can ever get my time back in my foot. It's a little kit. It's a nice kit, though. Acoustic kit. And um, what I'd like to play is I'd like to play... Uh, well, the thing is, the, the, I, I like blues rock, you know, but the problem with that is that so much of that is dark, is dark. you know, and, and there's kind of a dark thing going on. And I'm trying to, like, find some kind of... Uh, I guess it's going to have to be totally original, you know, it's maybe with roots in blues rock, roots in rock, roots in classical, roots in jazz, you know. But, um, uh, yeah, just break out of the box. I don't know. So I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, trying to, trying to. Uh, it would be great to talk to Axe. Axe out there, if you're out there, it would be great to jam with him but again these drums are kind of I mean they they have drums they're like electronic drums you can carry an amp and some electronic drums it's easy to set them up and you can put it's not the same is it as a these are heavy these are like uh, drum workshop drum you know DW I've always had DW Um, I I started with the DW snare when I was a kid you know they had a little shop out in North Hollywood or somewhere in the valley and um, you know now they're a big you know Big big drum company, but the drums are heavy, real heavy, real heavy. I mean, just they're, the shells are just real heavy, even though it's like a twenty inch you know, bass drum, but but it's an eighteen inch throw. You know what I mean? So it's like a cannon. It's like you it drills you in your chest. That's exactly what I would want for live playing, and it's small enough to fit on a little stage. You know what I mean? Because I'm only going to use. I'm only going to use a 12-inch tom and a 14-inch floor tom, and a 14-inch snare drum, and a and a and a bass drum, and then a you know a bunch of little cymbals. Uh, you know, I usually use uh, K zildjian, but I think for live play, I'd rather have Paiste or even some of these other cymbals that have been you know Sabian or some of these other ones that have that are a little brighter. The K Zildjians are great for recording because they keep down. They keep you know they're they're dark. But that's just my feeling now at this point, and I'm, I you know I feel like well it's time to take up some kind of a a pursuit like that, because I mean I I play bass you know and I play guitar and like on Abomination I play everything, but you know drumming is really difficult. I mean you you can't like you can be off bass and then you know practice bass for a week and be there, but you can't just practice drums for a week and be back. You gotta play with a metronome. You have to you have to have a practice pad that's you know you're always constantly dealing with in the in the house you know when you're not playing, you gotta have uh, you gotta be playing to your favorite tunes, you know tunes that you would aspire to do something like that and make sure you're just rock solid on there. And um, there's a lot of guys that are really really good today. I mean, most kids today can beat Neil Pert any day of the week. I mean I mean the, the late Neil Pert, you know, God rest his soul. Most, most people today just, and that's, and you know what, there was something about how Neil Peart was getting discouraged actually toward the end of his life, you know, he wanted to quit drums because he was getting discouraged that, you know, so many people could do circles around him. You know, he was like the best, he was the king at, you know, back in 1980 when Tom Sawyer came out, you know, and he got to do, he had to have those like drum solo things going on in there and then and then the concerts, you know, the live concerts, he was really featured then I mean, since Rush emerged. But then, as time went on, as we got into the '90s and then especially in the 2000s, he got surpassed by everybody. I mean, everyone played double bass, everyone played you know people started doing thirty second you know uh stroke rolls with one hand, you know, and then having their beaters going at thirty second notes, and then having you know all kinds of things going on, you know, and uh they they were all beating him. And he wanted to be like Buddy Rich at one point, and he, he actually did. He did a, I think, a Slingerland drum set with, a, um, you know, an NP on there, like a little monogram on there. That uh, Buddy Rich had BR Buddy Rich on his uh, bass drum, and he put and and NP, an and he was playing with a big jazz band, and he was good. It, he's always been good. I I've enjoyed it, and so I finally, you know, I started looking at that. And I'm like. Ah, Neely, you shouldn't have felt bad about that, about all these drummers coming up. Danny Carey of Tool, you know, Tool considered one of the most progressive and best bands in the universe. Uh, Danny Carey has been surpassed. He's been totally surpassed by kids, you know, 12 years old. Sorry, you know, it's just the nature thing. Like, Like in surfing, the same thing happened with People that could do like aerials and stuff, you know, surpass the other surfers. You know, I mean, it's just, and they started doing aerials on like, you know, 20 foot pipeline waves, like, like the wave was nothing. And they just, it just kept going like that. So the guys that were like the sole surfers of old, they've been, you know, if, if you're being competitive surpassed, but let's say Neil Pert wasn't being, comp- I'm not saying he was competitive, but I know that he went through an episode of, or a time of, you know, questioning his drumming because he didn't get to that point of those kind of roles, that kind of you know intensity. I guess it began with some people like Dream Theater and went on with other progressive bands, you know, to to surpass um, Neil Peart. And he was definitely surpassed, you know. And now he'd be surpassed by just about anybody. That me, I have no chance, you know. Comparably speaking, I'm not even in the ballpark, you know. If I let them intimidate me, but I know how to play. And I play my own way, but I mean I'm not into this speed shredding on drum thing, but a lot of people are anyway. I always thought Neil Pert was great, and he always had the tasty drums, but again it was it became this competitive thing toward the end or I feel like it was a, and you know he was struggling also with old age and illnesses and, and all kinds of things. And, um, you know, it goes away. And, and I'm not saying he, he was wearing that on his sleeve. It's just from an interview that I had heard and from some information that I gathered, I, you know, and I'm keen to it because I felt surpassed also. And now and I may be just projecting my own thing onto Neil, the late Neil Pert, which is, of course, wrong to do. But, you know, there was something about that. And he, then he really aspired to be like Buddy Rich, but he's no Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich can do circles around Neil Pert. Buddy Rich can do circles around most of the kids today still, you know. And so now here we are at this stage where people are doing, you know, uh, you know, 30-second stroke rolls with one hand, <laughs> you know, where they're doing the you know, 30-second roll, you know, drum beats with their feet and just, you know, gingerly you know, throwing toms in at will and, you know, creating this, like, wall of drum sound of just, just, you know, tremendous syncopation. And, you know, and it's all good. And then they're, they're playing, like, all the heavy metal guys that, that, that felt, you know, was out of reach. Nobody else would catch them. Well, the heavy metal guys have all been caught by the kids who are just doing circle. They're, they're, they're doing TikToks. With the, the song on, with the drums suppressed, and then they're playing the drums, and they're blowing away the, the original people. You know, people like Slayer and people like, you know, Tool and just on and on. They're just blowing them away. And they're amateurs, and they're, they don't have a recording contract, but they're blowing them all away. Guitar, same thing. All, it's all, that's why I think we're at the end of the world right now because, you know, they can't get any faster now. We're at the limit any faster, and you might as well just throw up, you know. It's, it's right. My, anything is anything. It doesn't matter anymore. So we're, we're just, we're at that peak of performance, you know. The only place it can go is down. Now, so here's what I'm suggesting and what I think is that, you know, I was thinking about B.B. King, okay. Does he think B.B. King ever felt sur- surpassed by Eric Clapton? I doubt it, right? bb would have just the right note and the same goes for some of these other blues guitar players you know it, it was just all about that one note finding that 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 groove and that note uh you know when you get into um you know other people look at the whole thing of of music as like all music is percussion and so to that end you know it's not really about how many notes you play and how fast you can be—it's how it all works together with 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 you know music with other musicians and and where things fit in and how they go, and whether or not one thing is gone kind of drowning out another thing. So I think that my point is: I think there's room for everybody in it, you know. And and you know, it, it, it's it's. Uh, I saw Ted Nugent on stage. He was playing with this uh, this guy had a, a Ludwig uh, blue acrylic kit and i really liked it sounded really good live just really sort of out of control and they were playing stranglehold you know what i mean ted was doing it perfectly in this little bar and his wife uh you know shemaine was like you know videoing it with a phone iphone but it was like you know really really pretty cool especially on the drummer in the i don't know who the drummer in the bass was but i was like yeah you know and he fit on this little tiny stage with that little kit that ludwig kit and it had it, you know, and, and he was just playing those riffs and doing that song, not trying to show off, not doing W, you know, single bass. And I was thinking back to Led Zeppelin with, you know, Bonzo, single bass, you know, single bass intensity. And, you know, then I was thinking about the, uh, you know, like, uh, Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, single bass intensity you know, a lot of intensity, but, but back to the old days, which is a lot of single stroke rolls and not, not a lot of, uh, stick tricks and things like that. And not a lot of rudiments and paradiddles and flammadiddles and lots of, you know, it was all kind of like oriented around the single stroke roll, just like ginger Baker of cream was really more about the four rough, you know, four notes rough, but like that. And he would just practice that all day long, you know, and, uh, I loved the ginger Baker solos on wheels of fire album and all that. I thought they were just great. And I loved it. I saw it live too. A couple times. I thought they were great, but it wasn't anything like what the kids are doing today, but it, in its own right, it was great. So if I, if he had that competitive attitude, you know, like, Oh, they're all surpassing me. I guess I'm not going to play anymore. And then, there's this other guy, uh, I forget if it was something uh, superior, separio, some Spanish guy that uh that is a monster drummer and can play any song any way, any which way and he can he can do it while drinking beer, while smoking cigarettes. He only needs three hand, three limbs. He needs two legs and one arm. He can play everything one-handed. He plays Dream Theater one-handed you know and people watch his tiktoks and then they take their sticks and throw them away. They say, I quit. Everybody quits when they see this guy. However, I've actually heard his music and his band and it's 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 fine, but it, it he has to tone it down. He can't just show off like that. But yeah, he's got tremendous chops and his is the space between the notes is exact perfect and he does it while, you know, drinking beer, while reading a book, while it's, it's insane. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if Neil Peart ever got to know this guy, but I mean, if he did, he'd look at that. Probably, he'd, if he was feeling competitive, well, that would make you quit right off the bat because he could do circles around Neil Peart with one hand tied behind his back. That's just the way it is. And in fact, he does it. He plays, you know, Tom Sawyer and stuff, you know, um, on TikTok without the, without the drums, then does his own drums. And they always sound better than the recordings. So it's okay. So let's, given all that, and I don't know why I'm talking about this now, but I guess it's because I'm trying to get the nerve up to, you know, to 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 play these drums. Given all that and all that history and where we are today, okay, uh, what what hope is there? Well, when I'm in the studio and I'm uh, and I'm producing a song or I'm producing something in collaboration overseas or or whatever. You know, we're all producers in our studios doing our thing, you know, playing a little drums, playing a little bass, playing, you know, making it work, make it work. You're, you're dealing with multiple tracks and, you know, trying to make it work and trying to, you know, you're using your talent of, of layering sound and, and ears and sound design and all those things uh, to, make, to make a track that will have an impact of what you want it to say. I'm happy to report that I'm able to to express myself and say what I need to say in every track I do. You know, there's no doubt what's going on there. But, okay, having said that, you know, it's in those collaborations, there's very little room for, you know, prima donnas. It's all about collaboration. It's all about the overall sound, not about the individual anything. And sometimes we want a double bass drummer, and it's like we could, if we can't get one virtually, we get, we get somebody to play. You know, same thing with guitar, bass, whatever. Whatever's needed for that particular piece. And so in that sense, when you're playing something like blues rock, you really don't want double bass. You've got to have that single bass drum. You've got to make it more like, if it's really rock in that blues kind of thing, then you really, you know, the model would be someone like, you know, Led Zeppelin, you know, Bonzo, Led Zeppelin. And that's single bass and that's a lot of chops, but still nothing that most people can't do with practice, right? And you could say, a lot of people say that, Bonzo was still the best drummer in the world. Now, why would that be? With all these shredders and all these geniuses, why would that be? The guy never even lived past his 30s. I mean, why would that be that he'd be the best in the world? Because he was totally into doing his own, something, expressing it from within his soul is the way he approached the drums. You know, approach them as a brute beast, and a lot of single stroke roll, a, a lot of power, a lot of. And then a lot of finesse too. and But he did it his own way. And that unique signature that he had comes through. And then that became so attractive that they actually sell the same drum set now. The same kit with the Peisty cymbals and the same 16, 18 configuration, 14-inch high hats, you know, the same uh, snare drum, same everything for people that want to recreate that sound. People, they're not necessarily going to be going that way of the double bass and this and that and the virtuoso. They're they're trying to create music and they're trying to fit into a musical paradigm. So to that end, we don't need to feel competitive. I'm against feeling competitive and winning. I'm against these contests. I mean, I watch them, as you can tell. I watch quite a bit of the drummers. I watch them, but I don't necessarily feel uh, that I need to compete with them. I mean, that's great what they're doing. And, you know, they've got tremendous stick control and their genius is on a practice pad. But really it's like, what are you going to do within a, when the, in the confines of a, a musical piece and where do you fit in and how are you going to you know, make your imprint on there? What's going to happen there? Because that's really going to be the, uh, you know, doing the drum, you know, soloing during somebody else's song isn't really doing that for me. I don't think it'll do it for anybody, but having that... Kind of unique signature uh, that's you will go longer and farther than being competitive and just being athletic about it, you know, being being you know acrobatic about it. You know everybody now is doing the stick twirls. so many people do it that it doesn't matter anymore. it's like that's stupid. why do that? That's not even showmanship that's like copycat stuff now, so anyway, it's very interesting. Um, people quit and I, I've got to put myself in this category I've quit things because I felt competitive and I felt you know outshined, outgunned, out outperformed and it's like well you don't need me anymore because that's the wrong, That see they win, they win, they win with that Right, but it's really hard to get that through your mind when you see so many good players so many people doing all these things. How could you ever compete or catch up, you know? And that's the wrong attitude. You're not supposed to catch up to that other guy. You're supposed to do what's in you to do. How you interpret it. And I mean, would you change Ginger Baker? Going back over his discography, would you go ahead and, you know, well, he shouldn't have played like that. He should have played more like this. He should have been more like Billy Cobham. He should have been more like you know, Chester Thompson, he should have been more like, you know, I mean, you could go on and on and on with this, right? I mean, aren't we tired of Phil Collins with that, like, da-dun, 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 da-dun thing that he does? Isn't that getting old by now? And but that was in, that was his thing, I, you know, and so what, what would you change? He was a straightforward drummer, just like Mondo was, just a straightforward, you know, and Today, if he was sitting there trying to do a solo, I saw Carmen a piece and uh, oh, uh, what Famularo? What's his name? Dom Famularo. I uh, forget about Dom. Uh, Carmen a piece was in you know vanilla fudge, and he had you know other bands. Anyway, uh, they were doing a solo together, like a drum off together, and a piece would you know God bless him, he was just. Basically playing, you know, basic rock and roll, double drums, d- double bass drum set, but playing in that old school way. And Famularo, you know, Dom was going, da, 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 you know, playing with all the all the new nuances and beats and all the new stuff that's going on. And so he blew uh, a, a piece off the or Apache, however you want to pronounce it, blew him off the set, off the stage, and it was. Uh, <laughs> It was interesting seeing the two ways, Um, you know, the modern way and the old rock and roll way, and it was interesting seeing those two, but uh, having said that, what do I want to see Jimmy Page shredding like, um, you know, um, Steve Vai? I don't think so. Not at all. Not at all. Or anybody else. I mean, these are famous people, but anybody that's, you know, not famous too, that's in the same category of, you know, proficient players because they're all, you know, worth, worth worthy. They're all all—they're all famous in my mind. You know, they're all doing what they can do, and uh, they're doing what's in them to do. We can't just base it on, on success. Can't just base it on competition because, you know, you don't win by imitating the other guy. You win by doing what's in you to do. You do your con- your thing, as Trish said. It's it's a, a contribution, not a, con- a competition. And so many people have you know quit everything because they just you know just feel outgunned. And that that's not even the right. I, where did that come from? That horrible. That's that now. That's Satan, right? That is Satan, the accuser, accusing you of not being up to it not being good enough so really this has got to we've just got to get rid of, you know i think rick rubin had the best thing to say he said look you do the best you can do and it's a, it, it, and you give it to god you're doing it because of god you're giving it as a contribute you're giving your finished work to god you know you did the best you could do with that performance and that night at that club whatever and you're just doing it for god it doesn't matter what the other guy does or the next band that comes on and blows you away or whatever it doesn't matter it it blow it away is in it it, it's an opinion same you know same thing with any creative endeavor you know if you give it to god so you've done your best you gave it to god so it doesn't matter what anyone thinks or says and that just has to be the mantra of because otherwise the arts will be killed you're only going to have like lizards out there that eat people and stuff (laughs) okay that's about it today. I don't know if maybe that helps, but don't quit. You know what I mean? Don't don't quit. Don't quit because of that. If you want to quit because you're just tired of it, that's one thing. But, I mean, don't quit because the other guy is doing this and, you know, you can't really do that yet. And if you want to do that, you can try doing that. You can practice. But if that's the basis of your, your you know, you won't do anything in life. You'll just quit everything. I'm trying to find a... Uh, Yeah, that didn't last too long, like, Maui thing is, you know, Maui is so awful. Maui is so bad. But so much is bad that it's hard to focus on Maui because everything is bad, you know? And so when everything is bad, then we've got we've to survive. We, we've got to understand you are superior to the reptile, to the reptilian. I don't care how big their brain case is, you're far superior, And that is an intelligence. And I'll see you next time. God bless. By the way, 20 on 20 tomorrow... 3 a.m. Mountain, 5 o'clock East Coast, 2 West Coast. Govinda will be here, every other gang will be here, and we're going to hit it again, change the world.
0: What do you
2: mean? When did I wake up? went to sleep. who mind me you know who I am I'm an actress What do you need me for? Wait, wait, wait. Please. Do not keep throwing family, friends, and fans in my face. I don't care anymore. This is some kind of sick joke. Your sick joke. Wait a second. Stay away from me. Get your hands off me. I'm not going anywhere in that. What is that? Some sort of space bus? Never seen that before.